Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into Yvonne Latrell's podcast. I am the host, Yvonne Latrell. With me, as always, is my awesome co-host, Essie. And we want to thank everyone for tuning in today for our Thoughtful Tuesday show. And we're going to have a guest, <laughs> Essie. Oh, my gosh. I was so professional at first. Forget it. Um, Exie, how are you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, okay. I'm great. Thanks for asking. Let me uh, start that part over. And we're going to have a guest um, coming on later in the show. Uh, he is an author, M.A. Scott, and he will be coming on in the next 30 minutes for a interview with I see. Okay. So how did that sound? That sounded better. You did much better. I'm proud of you. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> you get a gold need star. More practice. <laughs> we'll give you some stickers. Come look at them to you. You can put them on your shirt. Remember like back in the day? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you always worked hard for the stars, boy. Growing up. The little things meant a lot to us growing up, you know? You tell these kids nowadays, and she's like, "What? That's it? A star? <laughs> you wanted you wanted to do that? You didn't want to get paid for it? Like, nah, you know, these, this generation is young entrepreneurs now. You gotta get them to do something. Right. You gotta pay them. They don't want to hear nothing about, yo, can you help me? They like, yo, I'm gonna you give me. <laughs> I think they, I don't know, I, 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 this generation, man, I think they they were a little smarter than us as far as, you know, but we were critical thinkers, you know. I think we, we were more, you know, critical in our thinking, you know. Yes, uh-huh. And, um, yeah, and now, you know, they have so much technology. They're more computer savvy at an earlier age than us. Yeah. Um, because, you know, everything is on the phone now. Because remember, when you and I was growing up, you know, we had to watch regular TV, listen to regular radio, uh, get on a real phone. But now everything is on a cell phone. You can watch movies, you can listen to radio, do job interviews, just everything. We, We were content with the box that the gift came in. Now these kids want the cell phone. As soon as they see the cell phone, they reach for it. And they know how to unlock your phone. And some of them know that mm-hmm. to lock you out of your phone and you don't pay attention to them. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yo, it, it, and hold on, let me go back, let me go back, let me go back. Because I, I realize it's just not me and you talking, other people are listening. I didn't mean to call them little bastards. <laughs> you know what people say? <laughs> he called these kids. Little bastard. <laughs> so I want to apologize in advance. I didn't even call them little bastard. I meant to say these little kids. <laughs> you know, it's, you gotta be you gotta be careful what you say nowadays, man. Oh my God, you know the backlash. Yeah. You know? 
we living in a time where you can't tell the truth. You can't speak your mind. You know, that's the worst thing you can ever do. The lie is more appreciated than the truth. I'm going to speak mine, and I don't care who who don't like me and who, just like <laughs> when, when you and I was talking about Neo, when he was talking about if he get canceled, I mean, hey, I feel the same way. I don't care. So I'm going to speak my mind. You like me. You like me. If you don't, oh, well, I'm not bending backwards. Yeah. You know what's crazy? So, we tell these kids and we tell everybody, you know, you shouldn't care what people think. But we live in a time that we do care what people think because we don't want to be canceled. We don't want to be, you know, some backlash or something. You understand what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you'll be dead much longer than you'll be alive. And you'll be forgotten much longer than you are when you're alive. <laughs> so when you die, that's it. Trust and believe. You feel me? Somebody's going to, you know, yeah. you're going to grieve for you for a little while and your life's going to go on. You know, they're not even, you're going to be a, a distant memory. You know, so yeah. But we live our lives to. We tell each other, don't live your life to please others. But in all reality, that's what all of us are doing in some way, shape, or form. Because we can't be free and speak our minds and say what we want nowadays. You know, you can't say certain words anymore. You know, people be like, oh my god, I don't believe he said that. I don't believe he used that word. You know, so yeah. It is what it is, you know. But in other news, um, <laughs> in other news, um, I I want to say uh, happy Labor Day. Well, belated Labor Day. Um, how was your Labor Day? It was right. I stayed in the house, you know, chilled, you know, watched movies, you know. Um, I didn't really do much. I I started back late again. I got a project that I definitely got to finish, you know. And um, Coach John just went over the script that we're supposed to be putting out soon, so I'll, I'll be updating everybody on that because uh, we might have a deal with Tubi. Uh, you know, everybody else putting up something on Tubi, I'm gonna try to put something up on Tubi, get some money, you know. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. The real life um. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I actually did have <laughs> I actually did have a, a relaxing Labor Day. I spent time with uh, my family Labor Day, and the day before that, eating to the table with um with quite a few of us. Um, my brother had ordered so much of Olive Garden, so we had Olive Garden for like two days because he ordered so much. And um, but yeah, so I had a um, a good holiday um but i also was telling you about i don't i don't really want to say it <laughs> i don't want to say it but i i have a um no nah, I, I better not about you know the the text that i was supposed to send you i'm, I'm not i'm not going to say it right now because i don't know if that person is listening and, you know, this just recently happened and, you know, they're, <laughs> you know, I don't need nobody all in their feelings and this and that. So, you know, I'll just save that for another time. But you know what? I, what I did want to say, what I did want to say, and this is just changing the topic. Um, this is definitely off that topic. Okay, so I'm like, you know, I'm a huge TV person. Like, I, I love TV. Like, oh, my gosh, I just, I, I love TV. And I have been watching 
Basketball-wise, I just finished season two, so, you know, I'm so late. Like, um, with me, whenever I watch TV, by the time I watch it, it's probably like the 10th season or the show doesn't even exist anymore. So I I do that so I can binge watch. So um, I'm not really a commercial person. I don't really care for um, commercials, but there's a commercial that recently came out, and – I'm I'm saying this just to to tell you just like how weird I am. Okay, it's a Publix commercial, and <laughs> so um, it, it's it's a lady and her husband and the daughter. Um, like anytime something happened, it, it's not her father, but it's her mother. So she's like, "Thanks, Chris." Like when she, when she was in in elementary school and middle school and high school, she'd go, thanks, Chris. Uh, thanks, Chris, because Chris was always there with uh, her mother. That's her stepdad. Mm-hmm. And then towards mm-hmm. the end of the commercial, she's getting ready to get married. And then Chris says, wow, like you're so beautiful. And then she looks up and she says, thanks, Dad. And I'm so teary-eyed over a stupid commercial, but when some real-life stuff happens, it's like I don't care. I'm so unbothered by real-life things, but when I'm watching a commercial, like, I'm so, like, oh, like, it's so sad. Like, I'm so teary-eyed. I'm, like, so weird. Like, I can't cry, like, uh, and I'm so, I'm being so serious. Like, even, like, what a breakup, I'd be trying to make myself cry. Like, cry, you idiot. Like, um, I can't cry. It's just so hard for me, you know. It's hard for me to cry with real-life things, but I watch a stupid commercial or a cartoon and an animal got killed. Um, but that was a nice animal. Um, it shouldn't have happened. I am, like, so backwards. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know I, don't, I, I can't because even explain we become, myself. We, we become so unattached to, to life itself because we're so used to seeing terrible. We're so used to seeing terrible things. You know, um, I'm so unbothered yeah. a lot now by death. You know, I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to hurt. You yeah. know, but I don't respond mm-hmm. like I used to when it comes to death. And and it's just because, you know, we we we, call, we cried out, man. We, we, we're so unattached, you know. The pandemic destroyed a lot of us mentally. It detached us from society. It detached us from human caring, human kindness. And they're talking about another possible lockdown. That's going to even be worse. You understand what oh I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. And I would like the lockdown. We just, we come wow. In. I enjoyed we, we the just, last we, lockdown. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, some people, you know, I was listening to, I had practiced before the lockdown. You know, I was in the hospital for my um by accident. So I had a lot of fucking practice with, before the lockdown, you know. But I know. I, I had to say that. Yeah, I hate yeah. to say it, but I I enjoyed uh, the the lockdown. And um, as far as death, um, I don't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to say, like, okay, I was 16 when my oldest brother died. And, I mean, I was sad. Okay, now, this is the thing. Like, right before he died, I was, like, so scared. I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I was so scared. But then it was like, okay, he's dead. So, you know, I'm sad, but, you know, 
I don't know. I just got over it. Um, now this is before COVID, and then my dad died um, in 2011. Gosh, I was really hurt. Um, I mean, you know, he, you know, him and my mom had been together forever. So, you know, I was hurt. I was sad, but it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, no, he's dead, and uh, I don't know. Like, I was sad. I mean, I, I, okay, so I did cry but um i didn't grieve uh that long um definitely not with my brother because i was 16 i was a crazy ass teenager um so i mean i was sad but you know i was just so crazy as a teenager oh my gosh like i don't know what but um i don't know but i don't know i don't know i just I, i i can't explain me i'm just so Shit, I can't even, I don't even understand myself half the time. And my mom told me that, and this was recently, this was probably like a week ago, we, me and her and my brother were having a conversation. My mom told me that I was weird. I was like, no, I'm just not like you, mom. Okay, because, you know, like it's hurricane season and she's always like, oh, my God, I hope uh, the hurricane just stay out there and I don't want anybody to get hurt. Okay, mom, nobody wants anybody to get hurt. And I said, I know this may sound a little crazy, I said, but I like when we have hurricanes. Not for anything bad to happen. But I like the rain and the wind. And then my little uh, device, I think I told you about um, that I could listen to the beach water and the rain. And she's just like, you're so weird. Like, no, I'm not weird. I'm just because, remember, both my parents are from Mississippi. So, like, she's so uh, country or whatever. And, you know, I had a southern upbringing, but... I don't know. I, I I don't know because I'm just, I don't know. But, yes, she actually told me that I was weird. And I'm like, no, I'm not weird. I just like, um, I'm just different. Um, I just like different things. But, yeah, I, yeah. I do like when a hurricane is coming because I just like, I like the rain. And I like a lot of rain. And I wish it would rain almost every day. And a lot of people don't like you know, people don't like the rain like that, you know, but yeah. I would be happy if it rained at least five. It could rain five days, uh, maybe not two days. Um, you know, I can I can deal with five days a week of, of the rain. But, yeah, so that's enough yeah. of me. I just wanted to share my craziness with you. So back to you, Bob. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good with the, the sound of the rain, you know. Uh, you know, the mood that the rain puts me in, but I can do it without actually physical rain going in it and being wet and all that other stuff. You know, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to each is all, you know, I like, like I right. used to love the winter, you know, but after my accident, you know, my bones just get hurt. So I don't be, you know, the only time I, I really don't care about the summer and the spring too much because of the bugs. I just hate the bugs. You that's, don't like the winter? biggest thing, no, I like the winter, you know. I don't oh. like it as much as I used to because my body hurts. I love it. Yeah, you know. Oh, my but, gosh, um, I love it. And and I don't know about in your area, but how is the weather? Like, the time, you can tell that the time is changing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and, you, you, and, and you know how, like, they have the the daylight saving time or whatever, but this is how you can, this is how you know that God is controlling and not man because 
it's going to get darker. Like, it's already starting to, but it's going to get darker regardless. So they can do a daylight saving time all they want to, but um, it's still going to get dark early. They cannot control nature. So I, I love the, um, you know, I love the old time. Um, yeah. I, I just like the old time better. I love the winter. I was outside today. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so nice. I wanted to go to the beach, so I'll probably go to the beach this week. Equalize the three yourself, so I'm planning on going there. I know you probably like, this girl is going from one conversation to the next. She needs to shut up. Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to stop my motor mouth. So <laughs> I was just like in touch with time and oh my gosh, but yeah, so I just wanted to say that. Well, I just want everybody to know that I'm trying to um, collect some money to help Janice and free out so we can get Elon <laughs> some help. And uh, <laughs> I want to give both of those ladies a shout out for dealing with us. <laughs> and not leave their mind. You know, shout to ladies out. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's all good. You know, listen, we all got those phrases that we be like, yo, you gotta explain them to people before you introduce them. <laughs> oh my gosh, people love me though. That's the thing. People meet me, and they just love me. Oh my gosh, it's just something like people just really oh, love me, and it's like they can't get enough of me. Me to tell you something after the show. Okay. Me to tell you okay. something. Somebody, okay, so let's go into your inbox. Let's talk about your inbox. Because I know you been getting some juicy inboxes. So somebody yes. recently reached out to me about you. And I'm going to tell you at the end of the show, and you're going to die. Tell me <laughs> after, after the show. Tell me after. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to tell you that. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay, but let me. But you know, I'm so happy that you said that. No, I'm. I'm so happy that you said that. So I am going to say, you know, something, and I hope, um, you know, people don't get offended. Okay, so I, I'm. I don't want to date until next year. I haven't had sex all 2023, so I don't want. So that's why I don't want to get serious with anybody. I just want to, you know, 2023. I just don't want to be with anybody. You know, just I don't. Um, so, um, that coochie gonna be nice and fine, fellas. Um, but no, but you know, people are just so, oh my gosh, actually, people are so, like, I mean, they are really so into me, and, um, nobody wants just a friendship, and then, um, even like what what the 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 friendships that I just tried to have just regular friendships and that's it. It's like too much, like too controlling. Like people are trying to control me with just the friendships. Um, so yeah. no, 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 no. And um, remember, you know, I did tell you like at this point I could date somebody just um. They could be paralyzed. Uh, any any paralyzed men out there, you have a shot. <laughs> you have a better shot than the guys that are walking paralyzed from the neck down. And you asked me, you said, "Hey, well, what are you what are you going to do about for sex?" And I told you, "Hey, um, 
um, I'll I'll ride them. And if I want penetration, I told you, yeah, I'll hunch their nose. Like, whatever. But I don't want to be bothered right now. And these people are so controlling. And everybody's just controlling with a friendship. So, like, no, 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 no. I just got to, you know, right now I'm just having some me time. I'm having a great time. Um, there's a and for the single people out there, please listen to me. Take notes. Take notes. Anybody out there that's single, please take notes for me. There is a difference between being lonely and alone. It's okay to be alone. Oh my gosh, I am definitely yeah. not lonely. Yeah. Um, and you know, some people they are, you know, when they are lonely, they tend to do desperate things, and you know, they try to move too fast, and you know, and some people like to jump from one relationship to the next, and then that's why none of their relationships are working because they're just jumping too fast. Take some time out. Take some time out yep. to yourself. Me time. Me time is very important. Focus on you. You know, instead of. Yeah, instead of focusing on uh, being with somebody else and, oh, I want uh, somebody who got this, 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 that, and that. No, focus on what you got, what you can do, and just focus on yourself. Um, and it's, it's, yeah. really, it's really important. And it's really important. So people don't get it. They don't get it. They don't yeah. get it. I've been having um good time, you know, just by myself and uh, family time, having a lot of family time. Um, you know, um, I even prefer right now, I, I prefer to watch Will of Fortune and the world news with my mother than to go on a date with some controlling ass man. Like, oh my gosh. Now, you know, um, I, 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 I dated a little bit this year, but you know, it's just, um, dinner here, dinner there, going to the movies, um, but I don't want to get serious, I, you know, not this year, and then I don't want to give up myself, and I'm not going to give up myself until I am ready. So 2024, you know, we will revisit uh, this conversation again. I mean, well, I might revisit it again, but, I mean, there's going to be nothing serious until maybe 2024. So, but, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely uh, – interested in what you have to tell me after uh the show is over but um <laughs> okay so we have a little while before the guests come on um is there oh my gosh we just did so much of talking that um there, there, was there anything in particular that you wanted to talk about Okay, we could we could talk about two things. I know because we ain't got too okay. much time. Let's talk about that new law that they passed in Texas, where if you are okay. drunk driving and you kill a parent or a child, you will be summoned to pay child support. What do you think? I think that's a good idea because then that way, um, I, I, that okay, that way anyone that thinks about driving driving while drunk, then, you know, I guess, you know, they won't do it. That's yeah. the reason to not get behind the wheel. Yeah. But, see, this is the thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You have situations, you know. Um, 
you might have an emergency situation where you might have had a drink or two and you might have to jump behind the wheel because you got to rush home or rush and do something or whatever and you get into an accident, you know. Um, we got to take those things into consideration, you know, because we don't know when an emergency comes up because that's what it's, why it's called an emergency, a surprise emergency or whatever, you know. Um, I get it. You but know? for an that, emergency I, I, situation, I, you should be able to to call somebody else, right? I would hope. Yeah, well, you know what? Sometimes in an emergency situation, you can't call nobody else. What if you have nobody else to call? Well, okay, you know? right. Well, what now, and, and see, now with me, they see, well, and me, um, that wouldn't happen with me only because I have a big family. So um, no. there's so many people that I can call. So that, you know, right, but for the people that don't have anyone. No. Yeah, I, I think those are the situations, you know, depending, you know. And the next law was the Tennessee law. That every birth, the father, before he signs the birth certificate, has to take a DNA test. Oh, I my gosh, yes. done everywhere. I think that, that should have been done 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Listen. Maury put a lot of things on the forefront. All these women talk about these men cheating, these men are dogs. But 80% of the women that was on that show, the father that they brought up there was not the child's father. So it makes you think. Right. <laughs> you know? I like, agree okay, with you. Can, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to say men aren't dogs. I'm not going to say that. But I'm saying a couple of y'all women are dogs too. Y'all be scratching around mm-hmm. and sniffing hydrants and peeing on shit in the damn selves, you know. But y'all right. are so good at fighting. Y'all are so good at, and they say a woman, you'll never know when a woman cheats if she cares about you. But she don't care about you or you'll find out all types of stuff, you know. And I know that to be a fact, you know. And then the crazy mm-hmm. thing is, is when, you, when, you, when they're caught, a lot of times, they try to throw the narrative back at the guy. Oh, if you was doing this, this was this, and this was that. But we can't use that same narrative, you know? But it is what it is, you know? It is what it is. I'm in a happy place in life, you know, and enjoying things as they are, you know? Um, but I think that that's a good idea. That Tennessee law, I think it's a great idea. I think they should make an all-50-state deal, and um, we won't have all these women running around. Oh, no, you probably still have all these women running around having sex with multiple men. They're just, I think they'll be more care- careful about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? But if I was a guy, I would – but if I was a guy, I would want a blood test regardless of that. Mm. What do you mean? Mm. Oh no, I'm just saying. You know, I didn't. I didn't mean nothing. And, but but mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm just saying. saying. Like I, I will. Hmm? No, I'm just saying nothing. I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah, I wouldn't wait for no law. I would want to get a protest before I. Signed the birth certificate anyways. I would want to know for a fact. I mean, a woman, yeah. you know, the woman always knows, you know, that it's her baby because the baby is coming out of her. But is it 
always the fathers. No, like you said, most of the time that the um the the men that came to to Mari, most of those was was not the father. It was like yeah. what? It, it could be like the fifth guy, the seventh guy, the tenth guy. You are not. You are not. You are not. <laughs> you are not the father. So like. All these guys coming back on there, like, you know, this girl is a thought, thoughty thought. Yeah. Well, you know, some states, you know, I'm not I'm not too sure about all of them, but you have a certain amount of time to put the father's name on the birth certificate. Or if you don't, it'll be unknown, and then you have to pay to have the father's name put on it. You know, so a lot of times people are just rushing to, you know, put the name on there or whatever. And what's crazy, I think they should change this law too, is if you sign the birth certificate, that is a legal document. And no matter if the child is right. yours or not, as long as you sign it, you are the responsible adult for that, you know? So I think that that should change. I think that if he, they find out that he's not, because there's been times where the man found out he wasn't even the father of the child, and he is locked up for back child support. Right. You know, I don't think that a man should be forced to pay, take care of a child that's not his if he doesn't want to. I think that that's that man's right. Like, it was that woman's right to have that child. So I think it was that, it's that man's right to say, yo, I'm not taking care of this child. You know, and you'd be surprised on how many men would step up to the plate, you know. And I don't know if me and you spoke about this, but I say, yo, if you – got rid of um, any public assistance, you would have so much more a deadbeat mom than you do that. You know? It's just... Oh, yeah. That is I, so true. Um, yeah. yeah so. I'm going to start with my little theories, my little conspiracy theories. You know, it's 930 and I guess should be calling in soon, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop conspiracy theories, but, you know. Okay. Um, but, um, okay, but real quick, did you want to talk about the, um, that video that you sent me? Oh, with the cop and that little girl. Mm-hmm. That video? Yo, listen. That video is crazy. I think it was Prince County, George County or something like that. And um, mm-hmm. and uh, the cop was videotaped kissing one of the girls. And it looked like one of the students. And um, then he get in the back seat of the car. With did the they? I, uh, yeah. Did they identify him yet? Uh, no. Nope. Not that I know. Of. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. Um, I, I got to look more into the story, but there's a couple of people that have it because there's another video apparently of him in the car with the girl. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I don't know. I don't know what to say, boy. That shit is crazy. You know, and I'm starting to think more and more that people are really losing their minds because at this point in juncture of life, we have to believe that everybody's watching us. So why the hell would you chant something like that? You know? But right. to each his own. You know, to each his own. You know, so. <laughs> okay. Um, Etsy, <laughs> uh, can, uh, can you check that text that I just uh, sent you? Yeah, I did. Um, hold on one second. I'm going to. Okay. Okay, yeah, so I'll wait for you to do that. And um, while you are doing that, I guess I will just do um, some quick advertisement. And then uh, we we will bring our guests on. Okay, so um, if you have any muscle and joint pain, there is a product. It's called Relieve and Relax. You guys can go to www.relieveandrelax.com. Again, that's www.relieveandrelax.com, and that's if you have any muscle and joint pain. And also, um, Kevin Higgins, he is a TV film producer and script consultant. And if you guys are looking for either one of those, you guys can contact him. His email address is kpwhiggins at gmail.com. Again, that's kpwhiggins at gmail.com, and his number is 347-599-8798. Again, that's 347-599-8798. Okay, so... um, I'm going to let on our guests. Are you ready, Essie? Yes, I am. Okay. Hello. Okay. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? Hello. <laughs> hey. <laughs> can you hear us? <laughs> I can. I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, we were having how are technical you? difficult. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. How are y'all doing? <laughs> we good. Can't complain. Yeah, Interesting real great. Thanks for asking. Interesting conversation y'all having. <laughs> no I didn't problem. even say it again. I said interesting conversation y'all was having. Oh, yeah. This this is abnormal on Tuesday. <laughs> Me and her just sit back and, you know, I guess if we both smoke weed, we'd be smoking blood, talking, you know. <laughs> 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 but this is us. This is us. We're okay. We just, you know, we we we'll talk about anything, is any subject, you know. But um, yeah. we appreciate you coming on the show, man, and giving us your time. I appreciate you, you know, having so, me. Um, oh yeah, most definitely, you know. So um, I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions, you know, and um, we're gonna take it from there. All right. Okay, okay. So, all right. So, oh, I'm sorry. We're talking to M.A. Scott. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. You know how I do this sometimes. <laughs> and I forget to introduce who we're talking to. 
he is a published author, and we're going to ask him a couple of questions tonight. All right. So, Mr. Scott, tell me a little about yourself. Um, I'm a family man. Um, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I lived a life that some would say is interesting, and, you know, there was some ups and downs, and where I ended up was a positive man believing in God, and my journey brought me to him, and others felt that I should share my story, so that's what I did. Okay, okay. So my next question is, um, when did you start writing? What was your, you know, you say you, you got, you know, got closer to God and everything. So when did when did you start writing? Well, I would always write little poems here and there. But when I officially mm. decided to write a book, was actually two mm-hmm. years ago. Okay. That's when I okay. sat down and decided that I was going to put it all together and write a book. Okay. Can you tell us a little more about the title of your book? The title of my book is I Became Light. I spelled mm-hmm. the became is I-B-E-C capital A capital M-E light. So there's like a little play on words there. I am light. I became light. Mm-hmm. When you read this book, you're not going to know that the journey ends where it ends. It starts okay. humble beginnings, Brooklyn, New York, 1970s is when I was born. It was a whole different world back then. Mm-hmm. And... The journey is is life itself. And when you read the journey, you're going to be like, this is how we as people should learn ourselves. Because it's a journey Mm -hmm. of of learning and growth. Okay. All right. So... With, with you saying you're not going to believe the way it ended, is it going to end with you possibly making a part two, or is it just going to be that's it? Well, I'll say this. My life is still going on. <laughs> and mm-hmm. since it's still going on, anything is possible. I've ventured into mm-hmm. um, other aspects of writing. I would like to branch off into maybe fiction here and there, but this is personal. It's my personal memoir. Okay. And as my life continues, the possibility of a part two is absolutely out there. Okay. Okay. Do you think that this book is is, uh, movie-worthy? Would you think about making a movie about it? Because, you know, a lot of people nowadays, aren't able to sit and read books, you know. You got the audio books and everything like that. A lot of times people are visual and they want to see it as a movie. Do you see this possibly becoming a movie? 
I could see it becoming a movie um, with the right assistant, someone, you know, turning it into a script. It's it's Mm -hmm. definitely possible. Everything that is being shared is actually from a visual standpoint. So as you read Mm -hmm. it, you're going to see what I'm saying. It's not like I'm just telling a story that, You've got to figure out what I'm talking. No, you're you're gonna see what I'm talking about. So it definitely can be put into a movie. Okay, okay. Um, how long did you, I know you said it took you uh, two years to write the book? Where did you find time in those two years to write the book? My writing space is the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> it's quiet. Okay. Everybody's sleeping. I can just write for hours. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I work a regular nine to five, so, you know, I have to stop and go to work and do regular things. But when it's quiet, I can just sit and write. Okay. Okay. So I know you said that you were looking to venture off from fiction and other things, you know. Is there any genre that you would stay away from? I don't think there's nothing I would stay away from, no. I have a very vivid imagination. Um, I'm opening to a lot of things, so... I wouldn't say there's anything I would stay away from. Okay. Does one of the main characters hold a place in your book? A special place in your book? Repeat the question. I'm talking about. Does one of the main characters? Because I'm 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 only assuming that when you say you wrote the book about around your life and everything, you know. Is there any main character that you come across that played a, a special place in your heart or your life in the book? Oh, absolutely. Um, without giving too much of the book, um, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's life, there's law. So... You know, again, it's personal. It's my personal memoir, something I actually went through in life. So mm-hmm. for me to reach this age, there was a lot of loved ones that have come and gone. Mm-hmm. So there's there's okay. quite a few characters that actually have a special place in my heart. Okay. Okay. How does... um. How does your family feel about your, you writing a book and possibly being in the book? Since you said it's around your life, do you think any of them gonna have any type of ill feelings, or did you change the names of the characters to protect the innocent? <laughs> you know how you say you know. <laughs> Well, l- let me say this: um, I I did allow certain family members to read it prior to publishing to get their opinion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um 
there's nothing I would say guilty about my family <laughs> in this book. You know, yeah. things that are truly personal about family, I tried to like navigate where I wasn't because it's about me and my growth. And I didn't want to yeah. tell tell anyone else's story, so I didn't yeah. tell their their story. Now, I have loved ones again that no longer here, and I had to mention certain things about them. But again, there's mm-hmm. nothing where my family members would feel any kind of way. Um. Mm-hmm. There's a name or two here that I did tweak, just again, Mm -hmm. to protect the guilty. (laughs) But um, other than that, no. (laughs) All right, all right. Are you working on anything at the present moment that you would like to share with the listeners? Um, No, this is... uh, this is fresh, um, just published mm-hmm. within the last month. So mm-hmm. I, I was excited to actually finish a book, write a book, get it published. And I'm really mm-hmm. just basking in that moment right now. I constantly have ideas of writing. Like I just jot, mm-hmm. jot down titles and notes and things like that. But I haven't okay. fully gone in yet on writing something new. Okay, okay. So besides writing, what is something else you like doing? Oh, I love life. So <laughs> I love to travel. I love people. Okay. I love, you know, just being here. Like my my journey is taking me places where there's times like I felt I wouldn't be here anymore. So to be here yeah. is just a blessing in itself. Mm-hmm. I, I can contest that. I can definitely contest that. What um? What is your go-to? You know, I know you finished with the book and everything. How do you stay positive? You know, how do you how do you, how do you stay in that place of being positive? Because that's a hard hard thing to do nowadays. You know, because everything is happening around us. Life is just taking its course. Life is damaging us. Life is doing all types of things to us. So what do you do to stay positive? <laughs> if you had, okay, I'll, let me that. rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Oh, okay. Unless you want to answer that. You want me to rephrase that? I can't that? answer it. I can't okay, answer yeah, it, but yeah. if you want to rephrase it, okay. I actually, I, I can open my book up. <laughs> I can open my book up and read parts of my book that are just inspiring. Like there's there's poetry in my book along the journey, okay. and and some of my poetry is just it's 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 not me writing it. It's 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 like it's times where the struggle had me in places where I'm like this is not me. This is this is more than me. And that's what my book does mm. for me. It, it, it's that positive light that continues to guide me along this journey. Okay. Okay. 
Are you um are you planning on doing any book signing? I'm open to um how I need to push it. Like I'm I'm new to this, I'm new to getting it out there and I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. So I'm open uh, to all those things. Okay, okay. Um what do you what do you feel about screenwriting? How do you feel about that? It's funny. Um that was just brought to my attention recently. Like I, I never really put too much thought into it. But um mm-hmm. I'm interested. I'm I am interested. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's 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 what let me tell you something, you know. Coming from an author to another author, you know, um, it's easier to sell a screenplay than it is a book. It, it, it's crazy. That's that's a crazy statement. But you'd be surprised, you know, how many people will purchase a screenplay over a, um, a book, you know. And I'm not just saying okay. that don't push a book, you know. I just realized mm-hmm. that it was, you know. Once I took my my, my course. And everything, I sold my first screenplay the first week out of the And I made all the money that I paid for the class back in that screenplay. You know, it was just crazy, okay. you know. But um, if if you if I was an author and I was like, hey, listen, you know, if I'm an upcoming, let me, let me rephrase that. If I was an upcoming author and I said, hey, M.A., you know, um, read your book, man. I was so inspired, you know. Where do I, where do I start? Where do, what do I, what do I do? What advice would you give a new writer? Just start writing. It's like, it, it, it will pour out of me. It would, mm-hmm. in the beginning, for me, I kept thinking about the end, and I, and I wouldn't start. Because I kept thinking about the end. How, how's this book going to end? How am I going to write this book? How am I going to go to? That was the wrong concept. That's why I wasn't starting. I just literally just started writing. And then it just poured out of me. And I was able to, I wrote some parts in, out of order. <laughs> so I had to put them in order. Yeah. But I just wrote. And I just let it write. And, and that was yeah. That's the best advice I could give a, a just right. If that's your passion, it will come out of you. Okay. Okay. If you know how they say if heaven has visiting hours that you wish that you yep. could bring a person back to share that with them. Do you have any family mm-hmm. member that you wish that you could bring back, you know, just for that moment to let them know, listen, this is what I did. <laughs> what my book is actually I think it's a dedication to those that aren't here that's my way of telling okay. them you know what I, I I survived everything I went through and you're not here mm-hmm. to see that but I I did make it and this is for you like this, this these are this is for my loved ones that's how much I love my okay. family yeah. I kind of figured that that's why I asked <laughs> I've never asked for that, but I got that from you. 
Sorry, I was going to ask you that question. And that wasn't even on the list of questions. <laughs> All right, so my next question is this. You know, sometimes people need some type of inspiration, you know, and they're like, wow, he dedicated his book to people that are right here. He loved them that much. You know, they, they must have loved him too for the relationship that they had amongst each other, you know, and that's missing in the mm-hmm. world nowadays. That's really, truly yeah. missing because we, we, we're around the same age. You understand what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. our generation is totally different than this generation. We grew up with our family. Absolutely. We knew our family. This generation, we could walk past our cousins and not even know those are our cousins. You know, we most of us spent our time at our grandmother's house. We slept on the floor, floors of our art houses. You understand what I'm saying? We all woke up to each other. Yeah. You know? So that's why I brought that up, you know, because I, I want people to be like, okay, you know. But my next question is, is this book, at, um, is it geared to a specific age group? And if so, which age no. would you say? No, it's not actually geared to a specific age group. I actually let um, someone of the younger generation read my book, someone like you said that they didn't grow up how we grew up with, with on, the, on the floors with our cousins and with our mm-hmm. grandmothers. And, you know, they grew up in this new age where, they're, you know, a little separated from that type of uh, love and family. But yeah. even in reading it, they were like, oh, I understand. I, I, like, they they just got the concept, and they they were only about 20, 25 maybe. So mm-hmm. it's not geared to adults my age. It's just, I would just say it's a geared to adults, 21 and over. They, they, if you okay. have any, you know, concept of, of your journey in this life and, and knowing that it mm-hmm. is a journey, then then you'll be able to read this book and get something from it. Okay, okay. Um, are you on Are you on any social media platforms? No, that's the other thing with me being uh, from a different generation. I, I'm not really currently on the social media platforms. I'm I'm just not that type of person. I'm social. I'm just not social media. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I understand that. I understand that because um, you know, I'm I'm on social media only because of me doing the um, you know, the advertising of my books and everything like that. But um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, to each his own. You know. Yeah. Um, tell it. Uh, can you repeat the title of your book one more time? I became light. Is I B E C capital A capital M E light M dot A dot Scott the author. Okay. Okay. Is there anything that you want the listeners to know before we wrap it up? Well, I want to thank you and Yvonne for having me and uh, giving me this platform. Again, I'm new to the scene, a new author. 
I do plan to have more works down the line. And, um, you know, I appreciate y'all listening. And, and, you know, go out there and get the book. <laughs> okay. Uh, where can everybody get the book? Um, I'm on Amazon. I'm on Apple Books, um, Barnes & Noble right now. So trying to spread it out more, but currently that's where they're at. Okay. Okay. All right, man. We appreciate you coming on the show and giving us your time. Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll definitely, you know, have you back and let us know. um, Oh, I'm sorry. I got another question. When was the book released? Just August 29th. August 29th. Okay. And And I apologize. I missed that question. So if anybody you know, um, get your book, get your copy. It's at um, Amazon, you know, um, M period, A period, Scott. That's S-E-O-P-T, right? So, um, again, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. And we look forward to hearing more exciting things about what's going on in your life. All right? Thank you. Yep. All right. All right, everybody. So So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the show. Again, that was author M.A. Scott. Check his book out on Amazon.com. And that does it for us, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody.